0: listening to Food for Thought, a series that takes a bite into food-related stories from the Auckland Library's Heritage Collections and beyond. It's a recipe for good listening. In this track, Sue Berman finds voices from the Auckland Library's oral history and sound archives that relate to fish and fishing. We begin with the voice of Mabel Kiwini, who in 1983 delivered a talk to the Māngari Bridge Historical Society that included reflections of growing up in the area. Here she describes gathering shellfish in the Manukau Harbour off the coast of Māngari.
1: The shellfish
0: which abounded in the
1: harbour at the time would just have to be tasted to be believed. You may recall that the rocks um, fronting beach were Maori reserves and it was a great joy for us as children to go home from school and be able to um, grab a slice of bread and butter and jam and a hammer in one hand and go out and crack these oysters on the rocks and have our school friends having to remain on shore <coughs> and watch us do this. <laughs> <laughs> because we were the only Maori family in the
2: area. and was
1: all at the party had I think. The child had to stand on shore, and we would say ha ha! <laughs> and so these are happy thoughts that returned to me. We would drag in literally uh, sugar bags for our beautiful skull which abounded along the sandbanks during the very low spring tides. Uh, pippies abounded and mussels abounded and there was fish for everybody. I can recall my dad going out uh, with his flounder, spear, with his spear, floundering, and catching anything up to 60 flounders a night and giving them all away to our neighbours. They were so plentiful.
0: In this next track we hear Najib Corbin recall his childhood fishing in the Henderson Creek and the plentiful nature of a catch of sprats.
2: We used to go down the, um, the catch sprats down in the Henderson Creek there, below believe the sail yard, there's a the pool there, still there today. We used to swim in that. And the sprats used to come right up to there. Carway, sometimes kingfisher'd come up, and we used to about next brother and niece and the doctor brother. He was studying. He Used to wake us up in the morning about three o'clock, and we'd get in and fish this morning, get in for a net, of course, and and catch sprats, pretty sprats for the family.
1: Did you eat the sprats? Yeah.
2: Sabina home and fry them and so forth. Oh, they're good herrings, big herrings. Didn't worry about the small ones, but the big ones are about, about six or eight inches long somewhere.
1: Did you get eels as well?
2: Yes, you'd catch eels too.
1: Did you eat those?
2: No, we didn't like them. We have eaten them used to smoke them and so forth. I wasn't very keen on them.
1: And what did you use to catch the fish apart from nets?
2: Anything when we were using fishing lines but down there it was a matter of putting a, a netting across the mouth of the creek you see and as they came down out of the big pool we
0: were off with the nets, you know. In this next track, we hear the voice of Beverly Reed. She describes fishing on the Manukau Harbour and the plentiful nature of fish prior to the increased pollution in the waterways. She also recalls Mrs Gosselman's fish van outside Lobdal House in Titirangi. I mean, there was always plenty of fish, and, and what and they sort didn't of fish go did they
3: catch? Mainly snapper, mainly oh. snapper, and you could go scalloping and and, uh, and all that sort of thing, and floundering. They used to put a flounder net across the creek, across Muddy Creek, but I don't know whether you're allowed to do that nowadays. And mind you, the snapper is a bit a bit hard to find, I think, yes. particularly with the uh, sewage ponds, which have gone now. But over at Tamangary, they were. They sort of polluted the harbour, even our own beach down here. It was pretty, there just wasn't anything in the little pools, it was just terrible with the pollution that uh, came of it.
1: But can you recall how long it took for the fish to come back, or for...? for A
3: long, long time.
1: It it was a a long
3: time. Years? Yes, when when we first came out here, I'm not exaggerating, my husband would go out fishing and he would catch fish 15 inches. 20 inches long and bigger. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, you just went out fishing, you got fish and then came back in again. It was quite, uh, quite wonderful to have lovely fresh fish. Oh, but then all of a sudden it it stopped. And mind you, I suppose that all the different people, um, you know, there was a lot more houses and a lot more people were going out fishing, but then uh, it seemed to all go away. And I think it's only in the last few years, say five or 10 years, that I've heard that people are going out fishing and catching fish again. She's got she used to park her little van outside Lovedown House and she sold the most beautiful fish and how the poor lady sat in that van. She used to be dressed up um, with everything on, I'm sure. So I used to go on and get get um uh, Ruffy, um, oh it was just beautiful and a the orange Ruffy. It, yeah, orange Ruffy, oh it was lovely, and, uh, and she always used to have everything so cold because, of um, course the fish wouldn't go off of course, and it was just, it was just wonderful, it really was to be able to buy your fish there because mm. the fish shop had long gone from across the road by this time.
0: You can visit the Food for Thought exhibition at Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Auckland Central City Library from the 28th of September to the 31st of January 2021. It's a feast from Auckland Library's heritage collections, rare books, manuscripts, menus, posters and oral histories with stories of Auckland life from kitchen table to restaurant banquet. No mai haere mai, no reservation required.